Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thanks for stopping by. Let's talk stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all let it grow together. going on guys welcome back to let it grow um it is about 6 a.m on the 25th uh got up a little bit early got a lot of stuff going on today so trying to sneak in this episode and uh just wanted to recap a bit of what happened this week and uh getting into some other news that we've got and uh opportunities i see going forward from here so uh, first off, uh, you know, as always, thanks for joining me and uh, please make sure you're liking, subscribing and sharing. It uh, definitely helps the podcast grow, but uh, let's go ahead and get into it. So, uh, you know, Monday we had a rough day on that uh, Evergrande news as we have talked about and uh, we definitely had a good bit of a sell off. You know, I think the, the Dow went down about 700 points. Uh, and we have now since recovered, you know, there's a U-shape kind of recovery from the week. And uh, that just means we're back to where we were on the 15th of the month. So uh, that that news was a little bit overblown. We kind of already knew about that Evergrande news. And then, you know, we sold off hard on Monday. And then, you know, by uh, Thursday, Friday, we were we were back where we started um so you know i i do think there's uh some different things to get into with that a bit later but uh but overall it was a, a just a bit of noise really so um evergrand made that interest payment on thursday and um they have an 83 million dollar uh bond payment that is going to be due on the uh i think it's next week sometime it's yeah they were able to pay the 83 million of interest on thursday and the the bond is due uh this coming week i believe still trying to read this article but uh yeah so that uh that news is still in the forefront there's still a lot of things that could be going on with that and what it means to china and what it means to uh us as investors but um you know, China's also coming out and dropping this uh, this crypto news on us. They've, they've done this time and time again, where they declared all cryptocurrency transactions illegal. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if this again is, is China trying to uh, create a stir in the market, trying to, uh, you know, rile up things and you know, either either bail these companies out or just let our stockholders or shareholders around the world uh, have more of that fear and try to create more problems in the market uh, for the potentially just for for their gain in the long run. We're just not too sure what they're doing. Uh, it's really hard to play their stocks. Um, that being said, Alibaba had a had a tough week again. They uh, I think they closed the week down. To about uh, 145, so yeah, 145.08. So that that one is still hard to play. It is in oversold territory on a uh, a technical 
uh, role when you're looking at the charts. It's it's oversold, but you know it's still one of those places that we don't know how oversold it's going to get. Eventually, I do believe it will come back up. Uh, as I've said before, I'm still holding it. Um, it doesn't look great on those. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it any any which way. I, as I've said before, I did sell off around the $200 level. I sold off about, I think, like 20% of my holdings. Um, so, you know, I did reduce some risk that way. Uh, as I've said before, I sold off some other things to raise some cash. Uh, I did deploy uh, some of that. I deploy some of that money on uh, Monday, Tuesday. And uh, it seems like the, the market just got bought right back up. And as much fear as we've been hearing and how bad September's supposed to be, it seems like every every time we get any sort of dip, it's just bought up instantly. And that makes it really hard to know what's what's propping the market up. So, I mean, I it, there's a lot of cash out there. I mean, that's propping the market up. But it's, it's hard to know if we're going to get that drop when uh, some of these stimulus payments run out, some of the child tax credits run out. Um, you know, in my certain situation, uh, my accountant told me to, um, cancel that, uh, child tax credit that we get in the States on a monthly basis, because basically you're just going to owe it at uh, tax time. Uh, if you're, if you're someone who normally gets a refund, it might not, uh, hinder you so much. You're just kind of getting that money ahead of time. But if you're someone who either tends to owe or break even uh, at tax time, it's going to be a case where you're probably going to owe or owe more. So certainly something to think about and plan for it now if you uh, have been receiving those tax credits and uh, you qualify or you, you generally are, are going to be an ower or someone who uh, breaks even. It will affect you come tax time. But, um, you know, so it's just hard to know where the market's going to go when this money runs out. Uh, you know, I, I think right now that is one of the things that's propping up the market and uh, not allowing it to drop is there's no other spot that people really want to be other than the stock market, specifically in U.S. held names. I mean, there are names around the around the world that are doing well, but, uh, you know, the, the U.S. stock market has been been doing overall better than than most for the for the past couple of years now uh, so you know we we see the different uh, uh, dips getting bought up and that there certainly makes a uh, kind of a, a, a cause for concern for me I think it's one of the last underlying things that's going on that we really have to figure out what that means you know every other problem seems very temporary in nature you know like we're we're getting a fix for a b and c problem that arises you know almost instantly like the the inflation is supposed to be transitory i i do think we're going to hopefully have a, a turning point here soon to where we know if we can get supply chain things back online and labor shortages uh back into a uh a better better place to where people are back in the labor market you know the some of the stimulus money ends people are getting vaccinated so everyone's kind of back to more of a normal rather than uh you know collecting these these payments and and living off of that 
So we'll we'll certainly see here soon if the inflation will slow as things come back, uh, the supply comes back with workers and shipments and chip shortages and everything else that we're facing, if we can get back to that normal. And then I just want to really see what happens with uh, the, the cash on the sidelines on these dips going forward. I still think, you know, it is a bit of a rocky time. The, the market's pointing higher, but I'm just wondering what's propping it up. If that's artificial with the money that's out there, or if that's a real cause for concern over the, uh, the long term. But, uh, you know, just, just one of those things I'm kind of keeping an eye on and trying to watch and see what happens. But, uh, you know, so the, yeah, China declared all the cryptocurrency, um, illegal all the transactions illegal so that's certainly something that brought down the crypto markets this week uh it's kind of a blip on the radar again you know a small move down even though crypto had been kind of pushed down monday kind of rebounded and then retested some of those lows uh, when this news came out so um you know it, it definitely has some downside pressure uh i do think that the it's going to get bought up, especially as, uh, you know, the prices fall. We are certainly seeing that that influx of buying after um, that news came out. So hopefully we can kind of stable off here. The swings haven't been as hard as it was two weeks ago. Um, so hopefully we're, we're kind of finding a base and we can kind of move forward on better news that's supposed to be coming later this year, early next year. And uh, for right now, I'm just holding. I did have some crypto earn um, three-month terms end, and I then rolled them into flexible payments or flexible interest. Um, so on my Ethereum, I went from 6.5% down to 4.5%, but I can pull that out of the, the crypto earn platform at any point. So I do have that money or those coins more liquid. They're not locked up right now. Um, some of them are, but I, I pulled, I think, three or four Ethereum out and uh, have that money uh, or those coins tucked in that uh, flexible uh, lockup period just so I can make moves if needed and uh, have some cash on the sideline if, uh, if another opportunity presents itself. So I'm just not locked up in that three-month lockup that I have most of my coins in. So, um, you know, it, it definitely could present some opportunities. And, uh, you know, if things ran up too hot, maybe I would sell some of it. Uh, you know, I have some other things that I, I need to make uh, payments on, things like that. So either I can pay down some debt if, uh, if we retest some highs or certainly do some other things with those coins. Um, so I just didn't want to be in a position where all my coins are locked up right now, uh, maybe by the end of the year and we have a better feeling of what's going on. Uh, I might, might reinstate more the, the three month lockup. Um, but you know, I think two episodes back, I was doing the crypto card review and I had said that I had made, uh, a payment at a restaurant and, the uh, the money was, uh, the 20% had come out for a tip or whatever. And then once the transaction was closed, that went away and that, that all worked great. I've done uh, more crypto transact or crypto card 
transactions. So also I'm in a spot where I can spend some of that Ethereum if I want to sell a little at a time, uh, top up my card, and then I can spend that at uh, you know grocery store, get gas or fuel and uh, any which way I want to use it. So for those that are saying, hey, you know, what, what can I use Ethereum for? You know, now I know that I can use it for all these different day-to-day purchases. So it's definitely something that uh, has been kind of neat. And then I had mentioned that I didn't know where my uh, cashback rewards were going on my uh, my crypto card purchases. Uh, but you get paid back in the CRO token, the crypto.com. That's their native token. And it went back to my uh, crypto wallet. So I did find it. There is a, um, a ledger uh, it's saying what got paid. And it did show me where I did make, uh, I forget what it was. It was like a 80 cents worth of CRO, paid in CRO to the crypto wallet. So now if I want to send, uh, sell that and invest it in Ether, I can do that. Or I could add it to my crypto.com card and just respend that money at uh, the next time I want to make a purchase. So just wanted to give you that update on that as well. Uh, I figured that out and uh, it's been going well. So I've been been using it more and more and uh, it's, it's definitely been working well for me. All right. So uh, other news this week, uh, Salesforce CRM had a, uh, a great quarter, and uh, they then moved up uh, the two days following, uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, I think we moved up about 8% on Thursday. Uh, we, where were we? We were 259 on the 22nd, and then shot up to 278 and closed out the week at 284. Uh, analysts are... are Pushing this one too. There's a good amount of upside still. Uh, I think it's about 11% right now. But uh, the company had guided higher, which definitely uh, got some of these analysts talking. But a lot of people seem to think that it's going to be one of those companies that's going to do real well in the current uh, environment with things going on and people coming back to work, working from home. And uh, it's definitely got a good outlook right now. I was listening to a uh, interview with Matt Maddox, the uh, CEO of Win, and uh, you know they were talking about the Macau gaming legislation and everything that is going on over there. Uh, and he seemed to think that Macau was uh, acting in line with, uh, you know, kind of how we treat Vegas. And he said that uh, they were acting logical, and it was based. Their decisions were based on health and sustainability. Um, so he seems to think that Macau is uh, taking you know good precautions and in, in moving their industry forward. Uh, part of me seems to think that he's just going to say what uh, what we want to hear about Macau and didn't want to badmouth them in any sort of way as uh, you know these um, the the charter is I guess hopefully they, get a another extension of their gaming license there so hopefully that uh you know he plays nice they play nice and and win can move forward uh right now that stock has got a 38 percent upside from analysts and you know sometimes when you're looking at that uh 
the the analysts either on uh, your brokerage or tip ranks or wherever you're looking at analyst research you have to make sure it's current um so sometimes like the the older ones will will bring up a price or bring it down and sometimes the, the newer analyst outlooks take in some of that new um, information but there there are a couple buys with uh 113 119 price targets uh within the last week or so so that news is uh there i mean there's still some holds in the 80s a lot of people are saying hold it right now don't buy it uh i think once uh once that news gets or these problems get figured out we'll definitely have a better idea as to where we can go from here uh, I do think in the in the meantime, we could fall a little bit more uh, until we get that news as to what's going on. Um, Tesla, a couple weeks back, they had announced that they are no longer offering this uh, solar subscription that they had been offering before, where basically it was the, the cheapest way to go solar. Um, so now they it was in 2009 when they did this. And you could get a solar panel system installed at your house for no cost no contracts it was basically just a monthly fee to access the the solar uh, panels so they have uh no longer done this they took this away because it was basically um no one was buying one part of it when they were getting the rest of it for free so they changed it around and uh you know so that part of the business has kind of changed a bit so they uh they started using a new 420 watt solar panel and they also are using uh similar panels for for uh their roof tiles as well but they're using a third party installers now so they're trying to develop an ecosystem to where um you know things are getting done a bit quicker um you know as i've said before tesla and enphase were were kind of overloaded with the amount of work and uh, orders that they had uh, so they're trying to do a different approach and get some different third-party installers to to do some of this work. Um, you know, I'm still bullish on Tesla. It's still one of my top positions. And uh, going forward, I, I still think it's going to be there. Even even with these changes, I, I think they're kind of minute in what they are. Um, you know, that being said, when you look at the, the price targets on analysts, um, recently I, I see a sell and a price target of 530. I see a buy with a price target of a thousand and I see a hold with a price target of 725. So like what I'm saying, you, you can't necessarily always trust the analyst. You, you have to do a little bit of your own due diligence and find out where you think it's going. Uh, you know, I think a lot of the, the Tesla business is a lot wider than just the cars. And, you know, they have insurance, they have the solar panels, they have um, all the, the space exploration. You know, they've, they've got all these different angles and things that they want to go into and uh, different ways to make money in, uh, in the future. So with the, you know, we haven't even figured in the, the self-driving or the robo-taxis that they plan to do. So hopefully we can uh, still go up from here. You know, we're 774. Uh, I still think we could be 850, 900 by the end of the year, assuming some of these uh, semiconductors come back online and we can uh, keep making cars and, and delivering. So that'll definitely uh, be beneficial. And, uh, you know, the other one that I'm still 
very bullish on is Enphase uh, ENPH. I've been buying this one down in the 150s, like I said a couple times ago. It it's been testing these 150 levels, and uh, you know I was buying earlier in the year in the in the 120s. We got up to two something, and uh, you know I, I've been buying more down here in the 150 160 range. And uh, you know one one thing I do want to make note of is don't be afraid of raising your cost basis. Uh, if you want to build a position in something, some people don't want to see you have, you know, I have say 10 shares at 120 and then they don't want to add 10 more shares at 150 because you're waiting for that 120 to come back. Um, I, I'd rather keep averaging in over time and, you know, should it get back down to the 120 range uh, unless something changes, I'm still a buyer. They, uh, they basically build these micro inverters that you know, are high margin items that they really are the the best at what they do. They aren't in the, the solar panel uh, making business. So, uh, you know, a lot of that business is low margin and can be duplicated in China or somewhere cheaper for, uh, you know, a lot less than what we could do it or what Enphase could do to, to produce these products. So when they're making these micro inverters, they, they do really well. We're waiting on chips there's a big backlog i actually had uh i really didn't have any interest in getting the solar panels on my home but i had put in a uh, request to have someone reach out to me to see kind of how they handle their process and things like that and uh you know they it, it took it took a few days to get back to me which um, and then when I got an email, they said, you know, how, how sorry they were, anything they can help with, please reach out. They're, they're swamped right now, more or less. It was a, a direct email from someone at the company. And, uh, you know, I said, you know, kind of don't worry about it. I'm just wanted to get some information. And, uh, you know, so I, I do see, um, a lot more upside for them. There's definitely the work they just are working through getting, uh, product to people and being able to make enough inverters to install and uh, have their battery systems at in homes, but uh, they are a, a top tier provider, top tier manufacturer. They make some of the best stuff out there for solar, and I definitely do see uh, more adoption in the solar panels. And uh, um, we, one of the benefits to these micro inverters is that they can. Uh, be hooked individually to one panel versus one in, an inverter that is linked to a whole bank of panels. So they're, they're a bit smarter. They're a lot more energy efficient. And, uh, you know, if you, if there's shade on one panel, it, it can control as to which panel is getting energy and pull, uh, power from there versus some of them will, will have a, a lag in efficiency or, uh, not be able to produce as much effectively with a bit of shade on the roof where the, uh, the end phase inverters are going to help to produce more electric, uh, power off of a single panel versus some other systems. But they're, they're, like I said, they're the a higher end tier, a better product. They are sold at a premium, but they have such a backlog of work and demand that, uh, hopefully they can, they can keep going into the, into the future very strong and keep that dominance of that position where they stand. Um, so, you know, like I said, that's uh, one of my top 
uh, picks going forward. I did want to go over some other ones um, with the uh, the taper talks that uh, the Fed is talking about and tapering off the bond purchasing and possible rate hikes in 22 and possibly two or three rate hikes in uh, 23. Um, you know, some things that are going to do well in those um, that type of uh, environment are going to be banks. You know, when, when those rates go higher, banks can make more money. Uh, so uh, top, pro, top bank there uh, for me, JP Morgan, you know, they, they don't have much of an upside right now. So um, as far as analysts are concerned, but I do see them having that uh, top spot and uh, certainly think on any kind of pullback, you know, mid 150s, high high 140s. I'm certainly a buyer there. We're currently at 163. So if we do get any kind of pullback with any kind of news and, and you're a long-term investor, I think certainly buy some JP Morgan. Uh, Bank of America and Citibank also. Um, I'm a fan of both. Um, I hold more Citibank anymore, just uh, personal preference. You get about 2.8% on a dividend there at the current price of 71. Uh, and when this uh, Evergrande news came out, they dropped down to about 66, 67. And, uh, you know, that, that dividend was over 3% at those prices. Uh, currently, even being at $71, it has a 25% upside on this one. And uh, I think with the the right environment and uh, higher rates, they can certainly get to those numbers. Um, so I'm a buyer of bank stocks on any sort of dip right now. Um, another one, SoFi. We had talked about SoFi for a while now. Uh, it has run up pretty strong. It's at 1760. It was in the 14s and 15s. Uh, you know, not long ago at all, a week or two, and. Uh, you know, this one is certainly a disruptor in the financial space and you can kind of do all your banking from a, a SoFi platform. So it's certainly one that I think could disrupt the, the banking industry. And, uh, you know, for some of those reasons, I've been adding fairly heavily and uh, I'll be adding back down in that 15, maybe low 16 range. And we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. But uh, even at these these current prices, yeah, you know, on a run up, we still have 38% upside from uh, five different analysts in the in the past month and a half or so. But uh, you know that that one is definitely one that I'm adding. It's not a core position for me. It is a uh, a smaller position, but uh, it's something that I'm definitely looking to keep. Uh, and then the uh, industrial stocks also. Some of those have sold off pretty heavy on on some of the the problems in the world right now with just supply chain and things like that so uh those i've been looking at also uh, i did add some lockheed uh this week in the uh the 330 range it had sold off way too hard for me um you know there's certainly a lot of different things that they're involved in it's not just war time activity they, they do a lot of the space exploration which is big right now a lot of aerospace. So if, if travel and the space exploration kind of come back into, uh, into favor, or if we get back to travel and recovery, I think Lockheed's going to do well there. 
And uh, just with some of the supply chain problems that we've been having, I think when those get resolved, Lockheed will, will do better on that news also. Um, currently, 349. Uh, I'd be adding in the 330s, 340s. And uh, analysts see a 20% upside with the average price target at $420. So, you know, we've got about $70 upside from here. And uh, I certainly think that we can at least get back to 400 within within the next year. I definitely think that's a, a real possibility. Um, and then Caterpillar, you know, I've, we've talked about Caterpillar a lot. Um, if uh, if this keeps on staying in the 190s, I'm going to be buying. Uh, I will kind of wait for some of that Evergrande news. Uh, you know, I think overall, they're probably going to be in a bad position. I, I do think China could bail them out. And if China bails them out, and they still are going to be building and developing real estate, it won't necessarily help Evergrande uh, stockholders, but uh, it will help Caterpillar stockholders, as things are still going to be getting built in China. I don't, I don't think that's going to be a, uh, a real problem for uh you know, world real estate development and needing Caterpillar products. Um, you know, there's still the mining, we're still short on steel and aluminum. And uh, that could certainly still play in favor with Caterpillar. And, you know, again, infrastructure things here in the in the States. Uh, Cat would benefit from that as well. Uh, so definitely some different things that could help these industrial stocks. And, uh, and one more that I, I, think while I'm while I'm sitting here thinking about it would be Nucor uh NUE and this one is a steel uh producer here in the states and we're currently at about $100 192 or $100.92 and um you know currently there's 34% upside on this one and uh you know I think when the infrastructure bill gets sorted through we're going to be building bridges and things like that towers uh you know this that the others and new core is going to be there to to be providing this steel for all these projects uh they do have a 1.6 percent uh dividend so not really major there but it is a low pe it's only a 9.8 percent pe so uh it's trading fairly cheap on a sales basis too i forget that exact number and it's not on my screen right now but i believe it was about four times uh last i looked they had possibly uh cut that outlook uh or the earnings for 22 but i definitely think that they can produce more and kind of keep up with where they've been in the in the past couple of years here kind of dependent on that uh um infrastructure deal but also i think we're going to um move past that and even if they even if the infrastructure bill didn't get passed i think that's already kind of priced in at the the 9.8 and i think they could certainly go up to a more uh traditional historic pe value for new core going forward so that is certainly one that i've been watching as well and how some of these uh materials are doing and uh 34% upside it could certainly be a, a spot to to take a look at it and uh you know maybe add it to your portfolio if it's something that you are light in if you don't have any kind of materials plays 
uh, Nucor or even uh, Alcoa AA could be uh, another option for um, the steel or uh, for aluminum rather. So those are some different picks that I got there. Um, we talked about FedEx earlier in the week and that one has been beat down after they had a uh, pretty disappointing earnings call. And, uh, you know, the, the other shipping companies, UPS and some of the, the rail companies could be good in this environment too with uh, these transportation costs that are higher than normal, shipping costs that are higher than normal. And, uh, you know, I'd be looking there as well. So just some different opportunities out there with the uh, current state of our uh, economy and where everything's going. I definitely think that uh, the banking uh, industrial shipping are, uh, are good plays and good things to look at for 22 and hopefully 23. And, uh, hopefully that helped you out. We are, uh, you know, hopefully going to have a good week here on, uh, when are we back in what's today? 25th. So what the 27th. So hopefully we can, uh, kind of get past this Evergrand news. Hopefully they can, uh, at least forecast what they're going to be doing with these bond payments. Uh, the house will also be voting on a marijuana legalization bill, uh, this coming week. So hopefully we get some news there and we can, uh, kind of, you know, see if some of these picks that we have talked about in the past planet 13 or, uh, Kronos CGC, if any of those can get, uh, any kind of headwind to know where we're going and some of these fears that we have that are temporary, hopefully some of them can get solved and we can kind of get a footing as to where we're going to go. Um, so, but that's about all I got for you guys today. Uh, hopefully we have a good week. I want to see some green and I want to see crypto start rolling back up here. But uh, you know, as I keep saying, I'm dollar cost averaging in on all these dips and uh Hopefully that uh, proves to, to be a good solution to uh, how we are handling this market. But thanks for stopping by and I will catch you guys in the next one. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.